0: Well, Chris,
1: here we are on a Dude, I Oh shit. You know what I just realized? What's wrong? The way that we the the Yeah, there's no I start off by saying go blue. We that's got none the, of it. I didn't get, we got you know that just dawned on me.
0: We got none of it. So that's that's what I was going to start with. So obviously a little different intro there. We're attempting we are attempting to alleviate the echo issues that Chris has had thought maybe by running it straight through the computer i use a separate program called loopback that allows me to have the soundboard and some other stuff all integrated um we're gonna we're gonna try to change it up a little bit to preserve our quality of pod because last time was obviously pretty bad i know chris you usually have like i don't know a, a time or two during the podcast with the echo but last time it was like the whole damn show
1: could 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 not get rid of it and no you know, i don't get I did, that I, I think it's something that we can fit well hold on you boy blue <laughs> hold on a second because what brandon is saying is that the issue is on his end not it on seems my end. to be it that's seems to think. be it's, it's with what we're doing with the soundboard stuff and so i think you know once we have a little bit of time to get it figured out and who knows if, if the echo comes back on this show then we know that's not it we've eliminated that as an issue but certainly didn't want it to go the way uh the last show went where essentially I just had to sit back and drink beer for the remainder of the show and watch Brandon talk. I mean, that, well, you know, the, the switch to the phone
0: last week, pretty much confirmed that it wasn't confirmed. like your hardware or whatever. It was something was going on, but it's never happened that bad before. I don't know why it was, bad. It was, it was that it was bad. way. But I mean, anyway. that's
1: I think that's the first time we've, we've, scrapped a show altogether. It, yeah, like, I didn't, didn't. share it, didn't post it, didn't you know it, it's not even really available.
0: I didn't publish it. I mean it's still on YouTube technically. I mean I could go and delete them, but like I didn't put it out there on the on the, the podcast page. We didn't write an article for it. We didn't like yeah. push it push it after the fact like we always do. It's a bummer. I mean we're we're 170 shows in and that's the only time we've had to do that. <laughs> how many not, it is? Yeah this is like this would if we had counted that last one I think this would be 168. So wow. yeah, we're okay. we're right there. Right. Um yeah, no TFG drops. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to make it from scratch. We still have all the same segments. Quite a few different topics to talk about, then TFG, then burning questions, and we'll kind of get out of there. If the show ends up being a little shorter, cool. If not, cool. I mean, we'll we'll roll with it however we have to. Wanted to address the Friday absence, Chris. Uh basically just kind of taking a little break here while we've got some time to take a break. Holiday season is upon us. You were out running around spending a bunch of money on the kids. Everybody loves doing that. And our Friday show is pretty much all about what's coming on Saturday. It's previewing the Michigan game. It's looking at the national slate. It's making predictions. And obviously there, you know, there's nothing, nothing going on. So that's why we kind of scrapped Friday. Uh, We'll see if Friday needs a show this week, but we plenty, we definitely have plenty to do today. Wednesday will be around again for fan led Wednesdays. And we will, uh, we'll keep rolling through that way. But yeah, if this, if this alleviates the, uh, the echo problem, then we'll, we'll keep doing it this way. Cause obviously that's a little more important than, uh, you know, a couple fun, although no Tim, the tool man, Taylor, no torso, no pulling it out, showing it to you. No teats. I mean, th- it's
1: all gone, dude. It's difficult. It's difficult not having that as a part of the show, like I said, but, but what has been, uh, more difficult is having to go in, go out, go in, go out and try to get rid of this yeah. damn echo issue. So.
0: Yeah, I, I will say it, but right. Last thing here on this intro before we get into our actual uh podcast, that countdown really reminds me of like back in the day, like going to church. So I feel like we need to bust in when the countdown's done, like our God is an awesome God, He reigns.
1: Well, no, nothing, I am not sure about that one. All right, well,
0: that's what it reminded me of. I felt weird. The music just stops, the countdown just stops. And here we are. You know, we usually have a little music to kind of wrap over a little bit. We've got the. Just want to start by saying, go blue. We've got, we've got all of that stuff. We got some
1: stuff. We got some
0: stuff. Now it's gone. All right, so let's get into the meat and potatoes. A little bit here, Chris. I think I have like, dude, like seven topics to talk about before we get into TFG, before we get into burning questions. So we'll see how it goes and how long it takes us on each one of these. couple of them are going to be pretty short. A couple other ones might be a little lengthier. So here we go. First one, Chris. Uh, George Rooks hits the transfer portal. Uh, second year defensive lineman was a pretty big time recruit I mean I remember when Michigan landed him he was I think he was from New Jersey if I'm not mistaken uh, and it was kind of a big get and he was wanted by some pretty pretty big time schools but he dude he played 67 snaps in two years and recorded a tackle so like you know you never want to like bash a kid on his way out and we've talked about that earlier this week there's a way there's certainly a way to do it you want to leave on good terms we've seen a couple players choose not to do that. Uh, but you know, George Rooks, this is just a, uh, this is a depth chart thing. This is a kid who's got three years of eligibility left and he wants a place to play and, uh, nothing wrong with that. But I, you know, this, you don't want to say it like this, but like Michigan's not going to miss his presence on the roster. I guess that's trying to keep it, you know, keep, keep it as, uh, as realistic as possible there
1: yeah i mean you know you always want to see um because you're never sure how a career is going to turn out and transpire when guys stick it through and you know i think you've seen you know the, the, there's there's a number of examples of guys like that on on michigan's roster mike saner still is is one of those guys khalil mullings is one of those guys hell hassan haskins back in the day was yeah. one of those guys where he mike really barrett. Transformed, mike barrett transformed themselves yep. into something and so you know, you would love to see guys like that stick it out, but hey man, in today's world with the way the transfer portal is and if you've got an opportunity to go and play and that's I think that goes back to, you know, what we talked about last week on the show when it came to like Eric All or even Cade McNamara. Like I don't I don't blame anybody any kid who thinks they might have a better opportunity. I mean, that's that's a gamble you make, that's a choice you make, but it's a choice you should be able to make. I support kids being able to do that. So yeah, man. I'm, you know, they, again, it's, it's not one of those things that I think is going to make a huge impact on the program, obviously, but it would be nice to see some of these guys stick out and, and see what they could become at the university of Michigan. So no hard feelings.
0: Yeah. I mean, writing on the wall a little bit here, Mason Graham played a ton of football. Kenneth Grant played a good bit. Ray Benny's the same age and played quite a bit. I mean, like, you know, at some point you just kind of got to look like it's going to be really hard for me to pass those guys over. And I would like to play some football and like, you can't hate on a kid for that. Like you said, you never know. I mean, some guys don't develop or hit their stride two, three, four years into their college career. But in this case, yeah, no hard feelings. Go find a better spot, better fit, get on the field, play as much as you can. You never know what he might turn into. I mean, we've seen that with various guys at different stops, not just at Michigan. I mean, this is everywhere, every single place, especially with the you know, the prominence of the transfer portal now and guys looking to make their way. I mean, it just happens, just kind of part of the game nowadays and we, we will see if we have to revisit this. If George Rooks sends a shot across the bow and is talking trash about everybody in another day, then maybe we will have a different thought. But as of right now, all the, you know, all the, all the best wishes to him. Hope he finds a good landing spot and makes a, you know, really make something out of his college football career on yeah. the flip side.
1: Ooh, there's a, a guy thing.
0: that we, well, a guy that we kind of, pr- and I don't, Chris I will I will defer to you because I have not seen the the podcast in its entirety. I'm talking about Cade McNamara went on with Jordan Palmer and I think there was another guy that was that guy's a co-host. Heard
1: by the way. It's first time really, I've ever seen Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not sitting around watching Jordan I to be honest, I I wasn't quite sure who Jordan Palmer was. Didn't really know he existed until the podcast came out. Then I googled him. I'm like Oh, yeah. His brother was the guy who made a name for himself. In the- Carson in the-
0: Palmer's illegitimate, right. unimportant. There there <laughs> not, not, not illegitimate. They're <laughs> actually brothers.
1: Unimportant
0: <laughs> brother would be the word to use. But I mean, I'm not trying to like bash him, but he. Why not? Yeah, he <laughs> he, ca- he-, he, he no brought problem. it on himself. He brought it on himself. There's no doubt about it. And again, I'll defer to you more on this because. We 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 defended Cade a lot and actually used Cade as like the measuring stick of what Eric all should have done. And while I do feel like Cade was kind of baited into a lot of what was said by Jordan Palmer and the demeanor and the questioning and just the overall setup of that interview, now it kind of looks like Cade, you know, he just like just don't do that podcast, man, because now it looks like he kind of took some shots, even though I do think he was like crafted into saying things that like, maybe he didn't even really want to say on his own. I don't know. It was a strange vibe.
1: Here's the thing. Cade's a grown ass man. And if somebody's trying to to bait him into saying something like, I think he's at a point in his life where he knows and understands that. And, and yeah, was, uh, was Jordan Palmer, you know, trying to instigate and trying to trying to make waves by the way he repeatedly referred to JJ McCarthy as the other guy bringing up the fumble that McCarthy had against Michigan state, you know, uh, you know, saying that uh, he went over what, what Cade accomplished and then pretty much, you know, said it thankless by the Michigan football fans. I mean, just on and on to start that interview off. So I think he set it off with the wrong tone. But, you know, again, Jordan Palmer, to me, is a nobody. He's irrelevant. But Cade McNamara, a former captain on the Michigan football team, you know, we were singing his praises when, when he announced yeah. that he was transferring. I remember writing the article about how, You know, he uh, his legacy was cemented at the University of Michigan. And even though it didn't work out the way that maybe he had hoped that what he did for the 2021 team, not just on the field, but what what he meant to the locker room, what he meant to help it, you know, help change the culture, bring like guys, guys like Mike Sainer still over to the program. Um, After I watched that interview, I I walked away with a totally different impression of of Cade McNamara. And Mm -hmm. one of the reasons was. You know, as Jordan Palmer is is taking these digs at JJ McCarthy, Cade McNamara sits there silently. There's no pushback. There's no like, well, you know, hey, JJ is this or JJ's that. And I get he's probably sour because he lost his job. But then Cade McNamara went in to criticize you know, the way that they handle medical issues at the University of Michigan. He went on to criticize NIL, and I'm pretty sure that Cade had a deal with Brady Brand. I'm pretty sure he had a deal with Ping. I'm pretty sure he was driving around in a vehicle that wasn't his. I mean, I I think Cade McNamara, he might not have gotten rich off of NIL at the University of Michigan, but he certainly wasn't like a walk-on who wasn't getting shit from NIL. He benefited from it, but he chose to to point NIL in, in another direction. Um used an example as you know Michigan trying to lure back a couple of offensive linemen that have the opportunity to go to the pros by basically making empty guarantees that mm. you know they're going to make some money, you know, if they if they opt to stay. Um, I just it, it, to me, it was surprising that even though things didn't go the way they wanted the way he wanted them to go, that he had nothing positive to say about his Michigan experience. It was only negatives. And I think when you when you have an opportunity to go out, And prove that you're a leader, Prove that. And and he said one of the biggest achievements so far to date of his career was being named captain at the university of Michigan. That didn't look like a guy who was a captain at the university of Michigan. That looked like a guy who was bitter. It looked like sour grapes. I know he's going to Iowa with all the intentions of proving he's not a game manager. Good luck with that because Iowa is game manager city. And it seems like Cade McNamara is tailor-made for an offense like that. And so Fingers crossed, these two programs meet in the Big Ten championship.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would that would make for quite a storyline. And yeah, I think I think you hit on a couple of good points there. It's not necessarily. And look, you and I have also criticized Michigan's NIL approach, and so has Hunter no Dickinson. Doubt. And yeah, so that's not really the point. It's. It's the it's the direction and the way that Cade McNamara did it while kind of just ignoring the fact that he probably did do pretty well with NIL.
1: Yeah, maybe it wasn't. Did he have a crypto deal in there too? I mean, yeah, there really... was.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So, like, I, don't, I, I find myself a little mixed on that because, like, it probably didn't have much to do with Michigan other than the fact that you were the starting quarterback at Michigan, which certainly helped get you those deals. I mean, like, it wasn't just because you were Cade McNamara. It was because you were the starting quarterback at Michigan and, and yes, did play well and led them to a, you know, a, a lot of things that they hadn't done in a long time. That's whatever. Leave that one off the table if you want. I don't care because I don't think Michigan's doing NIL very well, but it was the other stuff you mentioned. Just not, not much praise, not much, you know, uh, love for, for his other teammates and for different things that happened at Michigan. And now it's I mean, been pretty clear
1: that they wanted, that they weren't straightforward with him about his injury, that All they wanted that. him to play injured. I mean, you know, there, there was a lot of things he said. And, and if you're the Michigan you know, medical staff. You really can't push back on things like that because you can't discuss that in an open forum. Yeah, right. he can go on a podcast and basically, you know, say everything he said. And Michigan's kind of got their their hands tied behind their back. And you know, similar situation to what Eric All did. Ironically, Eric All in Iowa City with Cade uh, McNamara taking in a basketball game together. So I'm, you know, hopefully those two are going to be happy out there in in Iowa City. And again, I just. I, it's unfortunate because I look at the way that I viewed Cade McNamara and Eric All prior to the last month, and my interpretation of who they are completely changed yes. based on the way they chose to leave. And I and I think that's really unfortunate. And I hope I hope other people like a George Rooks or anybody else that might enter the transfer portal. And I think there's going to be more guys from the University of Michigan that enter the portal here once the season's complete. Guys who are you know relatively. I don't want to say notable, but I I mean, they're, they're guys who are known. I think they're going to enter the portal and I just hope that they, they see, you know, Cade and Eric as an example of how not to leave. You know, if you, if you've got something to say and it really is a big issue, then say what it is, come out with it. But if you're going to be, if you're going to be cryptic or if you're not going to say what the entire issue is, then just thank everybody for your time at Michigan, move on and then go improve it on the field next year, instead of talking about it on Twitter.
0: Yeah. I, it just, like I said, we were, we were heaping quite a bit of praise on Cade. Like, Oh, he did it the professional way. Like, look how he went out. Eric, all you should have <laughs> took notes. And then it's like, eh, a little <laughs> premature on that. But again, I, I, I don't want to put all the blame on Cade though, either. Cause I feel like he was very, very much. So like directed it that way by Jordan Palmer, who has kind of like a vested interest in Cade because he was like this quarterback coach. And like, it kind of comes back to like, he's the trying to guy? make, I think he's the, trying other to guy, make,
1: the other guy fumbled against Michigan. What, what the hell? He's, he, he's the trying other to guys make off Cade, the 12 and Oh, the also the, the other guy just won a big 10 championship and the other guy's getting ready to play in the college football playoffs. So put a little bit of respect on that man's
0: name. He's trying to make Cade look better and, and downplay what JJ did like for his business of coaching quarterback, which like, I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like,
1: by trashing another kid,
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, like by trashing <laughs> another kid in order to make Cade look, he trashed JJ to make Cade look better, to make his product look better, which is trash. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a, that's just I don't have respect for that, and so it was just kind of a bummer all the way around.
1: Another, I don't know where I'm sure that Iowa offense is going to be in Fuego in 2023 yeah. with Cade and Eric all lighting it up.
0: Yeah. Did did Eric all commit there? He's just visiting no. right now. Right. But it kind no. of fe- OK. It's trending I'm, that way. I'm- it feels like it. Yeah. All right. Um, Another big bummer, dude, actually, like a really, really somber note happened uh, just a few days ago. Anybody who's a Michigan fan obviously saw this over the course of the last year or so. But Demetrius uh, Michi, he kind of got, you know, he got the number 45 jersey with Michi on the back and kind of became like an, an honorary member of Michigan's team. Scored a touchdown at the big house in the rain, like practice coming down. Jim Harbaugh pushing him in his wheelchair. The team went nuts. He went nuts. Uh, unfortunately, Pat lost his battle to osteosarcoma and passed away on Friday, December 9th. So just a few days ago. And Michigan, you know, did a lot. They honored him in a lot of different ways, you know, stuff all over their social media. Obviously, reran some of those pieces. Um, Tom Rinaldi did a piece on it. I can't remember what game that would have been for. Or when when Maryland, that exactly. Maryland, the Maryland, okay. game. Maryland game. There you go. And, uh, just, just a bummer, dude. I mean, you and I were texting back and forth before the show started and just coming up with different topics. And then when you, you look back at that story and, you know, he found out just for, he was a big time football player, like a six, five, like two fifty kid had some yeah. Mac offers, had some interest from, from some D one schools before his junior season. And so he was, you know, who knows what he would have trended or turned into as a prospect, but even bigger than that, like seemed like an awesome kid, had a young child, um and and a little bit of knee pain which dude every football player in america is probably dealing with at some point or another and got it checked out and it turns out to be cancer and the tumors just spread like i mean dude watching him talk about how he found out there were tumors like in his back and his jaw and is like it just dude, kids like 17 18 years old it breaks your heart man and then you know, it, it just – even his mom said, like, we, we're just waiting. You know, we, we just – you know, the time is – we don't know how much time, but it's coming. His brothers, we just need one miracle. It was just, it's just – it's – I mean, dude, it's tough. Tough to watch something like that. And yeah. then he passes away on Friday, and it's just a big-time bummer, dude. And now, yeah, there's the hashtag, win it for Michi, and Michigan is certainly, um, you know, was a big part of his life. He became a big part of theirs. You look back at the smiles and all the faces when he scored that touchdown – And you you can't help but just feel for that young man, his family and everybody who was involved with him, because uh, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense, man. Doesn't seem fair. Like, why does that why does that kind of stuff have to happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have uh, my only interaction with him and I don't even really call it an interaction, just being in his presence. I was I was down in the field, obviously shooting from the sideline during the Maryland game when they wheeled him out and they honored him. I don't know if it was like during the third quarter, but I remember yeah. they they took him out in his wheelchair and his family was with him. And, uh, and he had tears. He had tears come. I mean, there's, there's 110,000 people in the stadium. Not many people get that experience of going out on you know, the, the Michigan, uh, you know, the football field with a full stadium and having that yeah. crowd sort of send you that type of energy. And I remember when they turned the chair around and he came off, he was wiping tears off his eyes. And I was trying to you know, get shots of it and he looked sad, but they were, they were tears of joys and tears of joy. And you could just tell how much, um, his involvement in, and in how much the football program embraced him, how much that meant to him. Um, and I was telling you about this before we got on, you know, when it, when it comes to osteosarcoma, you know, Allie, Allie Bauer, you know, she's, she's one of the, she's the kid that, that we're doing the mm. kicks for the kids program. Um, and, and same sort of thing started out with pain in her knee. And it was kind of like this lingering issue. And then long story short comes to find out that she has osteosarcoma and now she's going through, you know, different, uh, different chemo treatments. And so, and she's 15 years old, man. And so I think it just, you know, there's, it sucks. It sucks when you hear these things and, you know, there's, you try to put a good spin on it. But what I will say is I guarantee you is, as, as sad as it is you know, um, the fact that he's no longer with us, the impact that he had on those around him, whether it be the football program or other people who are battling the same thing that's going to carry on, you know, indefinitely. And I think that that's the best that you can hope for when any, when any of us go, no matter when that is that we leave something behind, that's going to carry on and make a positive impact. And I certainly think he did that. So sucks to hear, but, um, I'm glad he was able to take part and be a part of the Michigan football program. Cause you could tell it meant a whole hell of a lot to him.
0: Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. And I said, I, I couldn't remember if he had a son or a daughter. He has a young son, barely 18 years old. When, when the the special was shot with Tom Rinaldi, yes, osteosarcoma is a form of bone cancer. He was in the wheelchair because his leg was amputated, like just either, either just below or just above the knee to try to, you know, stop the spread of the tumors, which obviously it didn't just, a. Man, you read those stories, dude, and you just, like I said, you just don't know why shit like that has to happen. It's terrible to see, but, yeah, again, you try to find all the positive things that happened while he was here, while he was around the program, while the program was around him. Like I said, worked in both ways for sure. Like lit him up. His mom said as much. You know, he he was suffering, but he wasn't. He wasn't suffering during that day. And, again, if you just look at, uh, on the page, I know you're not going to be able to see it real well. This is from the All About Ann Arbor website i don't know it doesn't matter where it's really from because everybody pretty much ran the same thing but i mean dude the faces of everybody in the background like as happy pure as joy. anybody yeah, just pure yeah. joy and so you know just uh again muskegon uh muskegon kids so the muskegon community obviously rallying around that thoughts and prayers to his family and everybody involved there. just a, just a sad thing man no other way to slice it no other way to slice it other than just to call it a sad situation and you know, hope that other people don't have to go with this, uh, through the same thing because it looked it looked rough. There's no way uh, yeah. there's no way that it wasn't for everybody that was around that young man. So I just realized also by not having the soundboard, we can't run the rich uh, the rich commercial. We're gonna have to do all this off the dome. We I usually do helping. with the other ones, anyways. I guess like yeah. Wolverine State Brewing Company will throw that up now. Um, the massacre, Chris, my favorite drink there. It's uh, Dangerous, scary. You want to like be careful with it. Get a couple of them in you. You are having a rough time, but a great time, and so <laughs> a rough uh,
1: and great time all at the same time.
0: <laughs> rough and great at the exact same time. You are
1: great, great, uh, great, great,
0: great. It's been a little while since we've been over there, dude, without having to go to Ann Arbor every weekend and pop in and see Nate and the, and the gang over there. But still, uh if you guys, if you guys listening are ever in the area, please stop by. It would mean a lot to us. It would certainly mean a lot to Nate and the people running that place because it's uh you, you will not be disappointed no matter what you do or what you get.
1: Yeah, and we got one more one more event uh, that we yes. are brewing. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, oh that's, wow! That's in the hopper. No, I really uh, no wish I had the fart there.
0: <laughs> the fart noise for that. That needed to happen right but there. Planning
1: on uh, planning on doing one more event there at uh, Wolverine State Brewing Company just to celebrate. Um, you know what we did with Mott Children's Hospital and the fact that we were you, you know able to raise almost eight thousand dollars for you know various causes over there and so we're gonna we're gonna get that on the schedule plan for it uh that's gonna take place at wolverine state brewing company as well so not quite done with the folks over there just yet but
0: yeah we're we're uh just indebted to everything they've done they made every weekend with the rv and the beer i mean the beer was flowing dude the beer was flowing, flowing. food out there a handful of times and obviously when we go in there we're treated like we're treated like VIPs, Chris. I don't know if we are, but we certainly feel like it when we're in there. There's I don't think we are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, people take pictures with us. They I well, I don't know. So. We hang out with each other. We should make a list of all the things that make us like not that cool. Like I'll make a list about you, you make one about me. You can no, we don't want to do that. You can we put don't. my you can put my toothpicks on there. I can put uh please. I don't know the the sweat beads coming out your trucker hat. I mean, we you know we can well, come up with a pretty good. That's list.
1: uncontrollable. That's uncontrollable. <laughs> Toothpicks are controllable. Let's talk about controllable.
0: I have great oral hygiene, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just something that's really important to me.
1: Screonk coming through with
0: a twenty dollar banger as usual. Appreciate it, my guy. Uh, yes, yeah, always appreciate that. Ah uh, man, a co- another pretty sad topic, dude. You see a couple people bringing it up in the comments here, not Michigan related necessarily, but in the college football world, dude. Mike Leach is, I mean, from the latest update, he might be on his way out, man, and that's crazy, because uh, he's he's always I don't know his health history necessarily, but he's always been like a, an entertaining, enjoyable, fun guy to hear from, and I know everybody who's ever covered him. Has had just incredible stories about the guy. You know, he's he's about as quirky as they come when it comes to college football coaches. One of the few Division One player uh, coaches that never played beyond high school. Like that's kind of one of his claims to fame. An offensive innovator, really, kind almost kind of like invented the air raid approach. You know, several years ago, and apparently had a very serious, like, massive heart attack, and is not doing well, like at all. If you look at some of like the Mississippi state people who are a little more plugged in and tuned into what's going on, it looks pretty, it looks pretty grim, man. And that's nuts, dude. I can't believe that.
1: Yeah. Every, every update that seems to come out, um, you know, shows that things are are trending, you know, in, in, in the opposite direction of what you like. And, and it, and it sucks because, you know, Mike Leach uh, for such a long time has been just this you know, this character in college football, almost like a a Lee Corso effect where it's just, it's a guy that you want to hear from every time he gets on camera, every time they put a microphone in front of him. you know, you're going to get something gold, whether it's a story or a little soundbite that he gives. Um, and at the end of the day, again, it's just, you know, you, it, it seems like it came on sudden and, uh, seems to be progressing, like I said, in the wrong direction. And so, you know, I, I hate to say the whole thoughts and prayers thing because I I'm, I've never been a big fan on yeah on that on that phraseology is that is that a phraseology? I'm is not either,
0: anything? but I I sometimes don't really know. I don't want to like not say You're not anything. really sure what to say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And,
1: and I think that's where I'm at. Not really sure what to say other than it sucks. I think he was he was great for college football, and you know, fingers crossed that he's able to pull through and and somehow you know, obviously, you know keeping his life is most important, but if there's a way he can get back on the field and and, and back to being Mike Leach, I mean that, you know, he, he was a a lovable figure in college football and you hate to, you hate to potentially lose people like that. So pulling for him for sure.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. So I wasn't, you sent me a screenshot, which was VIP information from a message board somewhere. And I wasn't going to read it, you know, and, respect for what they do, but it's, it's on Twitter. Like this is on Twitter. It's gotten out there. I think this is the kind of thing where like, that seems a little weird to put that behind a paywall, but whatever. So I'm going to read it now because it is on Twitter. Zachary Hall is a news reporter from somewhere in Arkansas. And he put this up um, from a miss from a Mississippi state message board. One of the staff writers there, it says, I wish I had better. I think this is a few hours old now, actually, or maybe, maybe not quite that long, but anyway, I wish I had better news, but I'm told that the hospital has transitioned into comfort care measures for Coach Mike Leach. That's essentially hospice care at this point. Uh, i told that he's been largely, if not totally, unresponsive since the cardiac event yesterday morning, and it now seems to be simply a matter of time. Like, dude, that's that's horrible. Like, that's that's horrible yeah. news. Um, you know, the the comment goes to, goes on to say some of what we just said that, like. He's, he's, he's a good football coach, but it's like, he's a national treasure. Like he tweets something out or he does something or he does an interview. And like, we talk about it or people down in Florida or people out in California, like have nothing to do with Mississippi state football or Mike Leach in, in, in any way, just want to hear what he has to say, want to be, you know, talking about what he's talking about because he just kind of has that effect. So yeah, dude, that's, that's really, really awful news. I can't remember how I I think he's, I don't even know if he's 60. I was trying to remember how old he was. I know he's not very old. Not that that really matters, but like, yeah, young guy you'd think should have a lot of life ahead of him and it's not, not looking good for him right now. Um, Wow, dude. He's born the same year as my dad. He's 14 days older than my dad, which holy shit, that just kind of hit me in the balls right there real quick. So he's 60, 61 years old. Um, Yeah. Not a very old guy. And uh, just you're hoping, hoping for a big, big turn, uh, you know, in the other direction. But for everybody who's closer to it and more plugged in, doesn't seem to be going very well for him, which is just crazy to think. Like, eight, like a week ago, he was tweeting about like filling up the stadium for their bowl game with the cowbells and all that stuff. I and mean, now, a month
1: ago, he was talking about you know uh, eating sandwiches under trees with fat girlfriends or something like that. You know, <laughs> just hilarious. You know the the things that he the things that he, uh, the things that he uh, He's just, again, a national treasure was always, I was watching, you know, people have been putting highlights, you know, he talked about, I don't know who, who the guy was interviewing him, but they, he was talking about drinking coffee and you know, how do you take your coffee? And he's like, it's black. Just, I keep it as is basically what he was saying is it tastes like shit. I'm not trying to add anything to it, <laughs> get it down as soon as I can. It's about the, it's about the effects, not the taste. And I mean, you know, that's, I don't know, it's that type of stuff that you, uh, I don't know. You guys, you, you start to take for granted from guys like that until you don't hear things like, yeah, that. it's like, damn, that sucks.
0: Interesting cat. Everybody out there, everybody out there pulling for him. I mean, like there's yeah. nobody not pulling for him to, to pull through and recover from what was a pretty surprising development, obviously. Um, Uh, shifting and hopefully shifting gears to this for the last time now, Chris, but the Mozzie Smith stuff does seem Mm. to be a thing of the past. Yep. He, uh, pled guilty and plead down to a misdemeanor weapons possession. He had, well, I I take that back now, as I'm going through the update, he will be sentenced in a little over two weeks on December 29th, which is just two days before Michigan plays TCU. So that'll be interesting to see what exactly comes of that. What happens if he'll be available for that game or not. But, um, Kind of what everybody thought. I mean, he, he made a mistake, no doubt about it, but it wasn't, it wasn't egregious or nefarious or dangerous or like he was in, you know, putting anybody's life in danger, but he, he messed up like pretty bad. You can't be doing stuff like that with a loaded gun out there when you're not supposed to be. Well, um, not, not loaded. Sorry. Not loaded gun, a gun and lots Critical of ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now it's you know, now he pled guilty to, to what he was doing after it was dropped down a little bit, and then we'll we'll see what happens at sentencing. I don't really know, and I'm kinda done guessing as to what's gonna happen with this. I'm yeah. sure there's people out there more educated than I am about what the kind of uh you know sentence that would come from this, but <clears throat> there you have it. That's what's going on with Mozzie Smith at this point, uh, seventeen days before sentencing on the twenty ninth.
1: Well, and I think it just goes to show that um you know especially when you're on the media side of things, you 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 never want to be the last person to report on something because you understand how important it is that, you know, if, if if people go to you as a news source, you don't want to be the last person to report on something. But given the way that this story has been reported on, the different versions that came out, how things have been piecemealed, and in a lot of ways, the way that Mozzie Smith, the type of person he was painted out to be, what he was doing, who he is, I just think it... it, it it really shows that in some instances being first to the table, there is no value in that. Right. There is much more value in sitting back and trying to get the facts and trying to figure out exactly what happened. Because if not, you end up painting this kid as if he's a danger to the community. And there were a lot of people who did that, (laughs) not just dweebs online, but I'm talking about notable people in, in the media who decided to to create this narrative about Mozzie Smith that, quite frankly, just isn't true? And so, you know, I again, we all want to be first to the table. We all want to be the people that are breaking out the story. But it turns out what happened isn't nearly as interesting or nefarious as a lot of people out there had hoped it would be. Mm. And I think that's all the more reason why people need to take take a deep breath in in instances like this. Again, when people want to compare it to. What happened with Michigan State, there's a difference when you have videotape of an altercation, we can all see what happened. You don't really have to wait for more information to come out. We saw it. We saw the actions take place. With Mozzie Smith, that wasn't the case. Information was slow coming. People took a narrative. They ran with it because they wanted to paint him in, you know, in, in a certain light. And I just think it's bullshit. And I think that, you know, to the folks that did that, I don't know, man. What goes around comes around for sure. Yeah, Um, 97 won the ticket, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was I was going to say I wasn't going to bring up Rico again. I saw Jay right there. Keltner put his name out there. I didn't see this or hear this before. Wasn't listening on this day, I guess. But he uh, dude, Chris, not only was there connections made between Mozzie and the assaults in the in the tunnel because there was video and all that. And we said something about how Rico was like, well, maybe maybe getting pulled over kept you from doing something even worse. There was another section of their discussion of that where he was like, now look what happened to Keith Appling. Maybe Mozzie Smith was going... Keith Appling killed a motherfucker and is in jail for life, dude. What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop. Stop being little brother. That's that's not not even even little little brother. brother. That's 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 like just... Hoping for the worst because you are a miserable person because of who you've chosen to associate yourself with.
1: That's what that is. Wow. I
0: don't know any other other way to put it. Like that's insane. That's insane. And like that's, you well, said, and,
1: and that's why that show is a clown show because anytime anything comes up like this, and like you said, like I used to like listening to Mike Valeni, and for most of the topics, you know, I I, I genu- generally would agree with you know the tenor of it and the direction of it, but when it comes to some of this stuff with Michigan and Michigan State it just goes off the rails and it's sad. And and the fact that there's nobody in that room to check either one of those guys, I know know. that's how things like that spiral out of control. So I just think that is a, it has become a pretty toxic show. And then to go and say some of the things they said, make some insinuations say, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to play certain games when you are playing certain games with, with your words. I just, you know, it is what it is. And anybody who heard it knows what they said. And again, what goes around comes around. And I hope, uh, I hope Rico and Mike keep their noses clean because the second anything pops up, I'm going to be right to my keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, making an article of it. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So, and uh, Um,
0: you know, it, it. I just feel like it. We should. Talk about Michigan State a little bit, you know, like what's going on with them right what now? What is Michigan's, going
1: on over there in East Lansing?
0: You know, I mean, Michigan's out there getting ready for the college football playoff. They're 13-0. and They're ready for big things. Some big things happening in East Lansing as well. People are fleeing the country. <laughs> I, they can't get away from that place fast enough. The commitments are dropping like flies. Their class is down to 10. Some of their best young prospects are hitting the transfer portal like it's a cruise, a free cruise around the world. They can't wait to get out of East Lansing. And, uh, you know, you kind of why. You wonder why a little bit. You don't wonder why. You know exactly why. Because they got hoodwinked, bamboozled, whatever those words are that uh, Stephen A. Smith used in that rant. Mel Tucker's not the guy. I'm going to say it right now, right here, December 12th. He is not the guy. He had a phenomenal, I don't even know how he did it. The 2021 seat. Well, oh, Kenneth, Walker, it Kenneth was a, Walker, yeah, that's, that's a it. big, big part of it, obviously, but he made out like a bandit dude and he is not it. And they are going to blow <laughs> next year too, maybe worse than they did this year. Uh, and I'm here for it. I'm here. I for absolutely it. love
1: it. I absolutely love it because you know what? You know what? I haven't heard in a really long time. I haven't heard anybody talk about Tuck coming from like, that was all you heard from yeah, East it was, Lansing for it was months nonstop. and months showing up to Michigan camps, you know, with their shirts, you know, taking pictures with Michigan players and Tuck coming shirts and all this bullshit. And I think maybe, you know, the, the, the harsh reality of of what's really happening is starting to set in as uh You know, yeah, everything looks good over the summer when you're posing with rental cars and you're doing photo shoots and you got guys in their full uniform walking out of water and talking about deep water and chop life and taking pictures with dogs and doing all the other shit they were doing. But at the end of the day, three wins in conference play, losing commitments, losing people who are on your roster. Yeah. I mean, you know, having guys facing charges, more charges than wins. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's 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 been a rough year in East Lansing, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. I'll I'll go on record as well, agreeing with you. Mel Tucker is not that dude. <laughs> and I don't there, think. I don't think it's going to go well. I don't think it's ne- going to go well.
0: He's never going to win anything of substance there. That win over Michigan. Well, two—the two wins over Michigan—is all he's ever going to have.
1: I'll, I'll put that I'll, year, let's just I'll, throw that out there.
0: I'll put that on everything. I'll put that on everything, and I don't know if he's ever going to beat him again. I would—it's not going to happen anytime soon. It's going to have t- to—it's going to take a big, big change of whatever's going on for that to happen again. Inexplicable, unacceptable that it happened twice, frankly.
1: But by the did. way, by the way, today, tonight, after losing someone to the transfer portal and after the decommit, he tweets <laughs> just. He just says, boom. And the video is of him, not of his team, of him putting, (laughs) making a putt. Is there anybody in the world that loves (laughs) Mel Tucker as much as Mel Tucker? I mean, this dude is, he's incredible. Just living it up. Living it up out there. I I
0: wanted to, I wanted to see, I I saw somebody talking about it, but I didn't see the actual, the actual tweet. Boom. (laughs) Four hours ago. Was that it? Maybe,
1: (laughs) but. Boom! Here's me making a putt and losing two players. <laughs> how
0: about how about this picture right here? Somebody tweeted, "Let Mel, let Mel Tucker. You know the whole like, let Russ cook. You yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let let Mel Tucker cook." It says, <laughs> <laughs> that's, "That's fantastic. That's fantastic." Uh, all right, well, it's uh, about all I have on Michigan State. Uh, well, I mean, here are the here are the specifics though um a offensive lineman from detroit decommitted earlier today it was said to be mutual which whatever you take that how you want it may it may have been apparently the kid hasn't been exactly on the up and up in terms of development he plays for detroit king but he didn't play like the last part of the season he was originally listed at 280 he's apparently like 250 now so like eh, they're they're okay if it was mutual cool let me ask you, what would, be the, what would be the Michigan State perception and reception if Jim Harbaugh had cut a kid loose on December 12th when signing day is in nine days?
1: You know what it would be. Okay. I mean, we'll just, you know what it would be.
0: We'll just put that out there. But anyway, the kid, uh, Jonathan Slack is his name, offensive lineman from King. He decommitted. So with him decommitting, the class is down to just 10 commitments, 10 days ahead of early signing period. Now, nine of those guys are four stars, which would be the most they've ever brought in. They they do still have some talented kids in that class, but do they, they need roster help in the biggest way. And having 10 kids in their in their class right now is not good at all. Like there's no way, there's no other way to. I explain think there's it. only
1: three three programs in the Big Ten with less right now. Indiana, Correct. Rutgers, and I can't remember who is it. Illinois, maybe. I don't that know. That sounds no. right.
0: Yeah. So at one point when they were talking, right back to what you said, Chris, bumping the gums, the Mel Cummins shirts, the this that, they were in the top ten in recruiting. Thought Tucker was just booming out on the recruiting trail. Like this is what he's.
1: This and can he's I here say? For. I thought I thought they were too. I, and I remember well, talking about this in the season leading up. I'm like, holy shit, they were doing and, some and, things. And this is why, you know, Michigan's—they got to step it up. Nil, look what Mel Tucker's doing. Look what they're doing out there in East Lansing. And it turns out it was just—it was all smoke and mirrors, bullshit. There was no substance behind it. And I guess that's maybe you know the the irony and the whole dog you know thing that they've taken on because the bark was definitely louder um, than the bite from the Spartans this year. Man, three conference wins. Three wins in the conference. Yeah. Three.
0: And so six. during that summer stretch, their recruiting class was in the top 10 in the country. It's barely in the top 10 in the big 10 right now. They're ninth in the big 10 47th overall. Tuck not coming,
1: not coming. Yeah. I did take a picture with him. I'll admit it. I took a picture with him.
0: <laughs> what, 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 what do you want a me da- to do? The dapper guy he had a nice suit on.
1: He was a dapper guy. We were in the same tailgate.
0: There it is. It's all good. Area.
1: I was in enemy territory.
0: Um, yeah. Like if you invited him to your Christmas party, he's not coming. <sighs> if you wanted him to come out on uh, on a fishing trip with you, he's not coming. Not coming. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the show PG. I'm not gonna go the other direction. Of what else? Other uh, examples I might be able to say. But he ain't coming, dude. He's not.
1: <laughs> if you're allowed you know? out there,
0: <laughs> you know, if I let's say I let's say
1: I had to let's say I was Radio flying. Night.
0: Let's say I was flying and for some reason I had to I had to land mm. in East Lansing and I needed a ride and I, I called mm. him.
1: He ain't coming. If he was your Uber driver. <laughs> not coming.
0: He's not coming. <laughs> um. You know, if he uh, if if he was supposed to give the keynote speech at your church on Sunday, he ain't coming. No, he ain't coming. He ain't coming. That's all I got. All right. I was just trying to come up with different examples of things that he uh, would not be coming to
1: pretty much uh, anything.
0: Those are the ones I could think of. All right. Let's get into a little bit more relevant stuff moving forward. Now, at this point, Chris, you put up an article. Was it today or was it last night?
1: Today, we talking about
0: TCU. TCU. Yes. The Horned Frogs are on the clock and you put up an article about them today. It was uh, the picture was cool, by the way. You got JJ, you've got Duggan, both quarterbacks, very well respected by everybody around the country for their toughness and the way that they play and kind of team first, but also they'll lay it on the line. I mean, like Michigan fans know that JJ will Max Duggan, dude, that big 12 championship. He could barely walk, breathe like he's dying. Now, they ended up losing the game, which that sucks. They did, him, but it wasn't because of him. That was poor Certainly. coaching
1: down the stretch to take the ball out of his hands and, and choose to you know, go another direction when that dude was just unstoppable.
0: Before we get into the football, Chris, discuss with your boy Cody Engel right here. TCU does have some fire uniforms. Chris now, is see, on board.
1: Now, Cody, sometimes I feel like you say some, some controversial things here, some things I don't necessarily agree <laughs> with. I am with you one hundred percent on TCU. I was actually talking to Brandon about this. I saw the the horns around the collar. Brandon wasn't feeling that or the spikes. around. I yeah. love the, I love the purple and black. I love the different, all you know, the alternate versions of the helmet. I, I love everything about TCU's uniforms. I will give him credit for that. I like and a actually, lot about I like, them. I like the mascot, too. The horn frog. It's pretty I mean, cool. That's you know, pretty dope. I, I like it. I like
0: it. It's obscure. It's unique. They do it well. I like purple's my favorite color. I don't have a lot of purple stuff, but like the color. Purple itself. rain.
1: Purple rain.
0: Purple right. black combo is it, I like that. The helmets, they change them up quite a bit. They've got yeah. the chrome. Sometimes they've got the matte. They've got like I like that. One of the things you said you liked the most was what kind of I didn't like as much. It was those what you said those love it those horns or spikes or whatever you want to call. It. Like it's just too much going on. They were like overlapping the Big 12 logo and like I wonder just, what Georgia like,
1: does with the dog collar. Yeah, you know, too they much. They pull that one out every now and then. I love it. But I, I I
0: like if I was ranking uniforms, they would certainly be in like my top you know, third. You know
1: what it is? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like. I don't know, mid '90s uh, NBA uniforms, maybe late '90s, okay. early 2000s. The big Raptor, you know, like, Raptor, the Gaudy, okay. the Houston Rockets used to have the giant rocket on. I mean, the, the, like the Grizzlies, the yeah, yeah, those. Used, okay, like, I I dig that. To me, it's a, it's a throwback to like that type of style. I I love it. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Like I said, I I like the color combo. I think a little busy at times, but they've also done some like all white alternates in the past that I did all white, all white does it for me. And I I will give them credit there. there. Okay. So beyond the uniforms though, like this is Michigan's favored by, I don't know what the line's at now, but it was at like, you know, eight and a half, maybe nine, nine and a half, whatever it is like, that's not nothing. Um, but they're going to be a tough out because of Duggan, mostly. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot about the rest of their roster just yet. We'll do some deep diving into that as the weeks move on and we get a little closer to the game. Obviously, we watched them in that Big 12 championship. That was really my first time watching them in depth at any point this year. Um, as we talked about so many times, covering Michigan, you don't get to see that much of other teams unless you actively like seek it out. But anyway... Chris on the, in the article that you put up, what were some of the key points that kind of stuck out to you or things that make you say, you know what, I'm interested in this game, Duggan? you know, the the speed that they might have defense, a little shaky, maybe, or maybe not. We'll we'll see.
1: Well, you know, so, so to me it was what really stuck out was the defense for TCU. And I think that's, what's going to be the thing that prevents them from, from keeping it a game offensively. You know, they're they're good offensively. They got the number six scoring uh, offense in the nation. Michigan is at number seven. They've got the number twenty five uh, ranked passing offense in the nation. Michigan ranked ninety fourth in the nation in passing offense, by the way. Not that surprising given the given the right. way that Michigan runs um their offense. But, you know, Michigan is better in the rushing department. Michigan's better on third down uh, conversion and fourth down conversion. Um, Michigan also better in the red zone. TCU is number 80 in the country in red zone conversion, Michigan, number five, they score points when they're in the red zone. Now it's not always touchdowns, but they score points. So defensively, I thought that was where the biggest contrast was between these two teams. Total defense. TCU comes in at number 74. Michigan's ranked number three. Uh, scoring defense, number 57 for TCU, Michigan, number five. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a defense that gives up a lot of points they give up a lot of yards and Michigan just doesn't do that. And so when you get right down to it and somebody asked me this, they said, what do you think is going to be, you know, the, I don't know, the, the, the biggest contributing factor to, to what the outcome ultimately is. And, and to me, it's the physicality that Michigan's going to bring. I don't think T even if they're preparing for it, you're know, you preparing for it against your other guys right now or anybody else in the Big 12, you ain't seen nothing like what you're going to face with Michigan on both sides of the ball. So even if it's close early, I just think the physicality from the Wolverines is going to wear on TCU, and then by the time you get into the second half, they're just not going to want it. They're not going to want that fight.
0: I mean, unless TCU can go to the practice squads of some NFL teams and find a center and a two-guard combination like... Trevor Keegan Olu Olu right. Timmy and Zach Zinner they're, they're not recreating anything that Michigan's going to do in the run game in the trenches physicality wise you could flip it over to the other side of the D line too they've just been so good in the in the trenches dude and that's where you win that's why Michigan's 13 and0 and, 0, and I, I I'm with you dude I mean the big 12 it's not quite what it once was when you, you had teams that like they, they played zero defense but it's still not It's not like the physical brand of football that Michigan play specific there's really I wouldn't even say like any co- like conference top to bottom is like oh they're just killing like I don't even really you can't really say that about the Big Ten anymore that's an antiquated thought you've got too many teams doing the spread stuff and airing it out and doing all the different zone read and everything but Michigan is is back to the old school ways and as much as we tried to fight it for half of the year or more Chris it freaking works and it works well every single week and yeah, yeah. Sean that's a great point they also have a ton of team speed. Like they're big, they're powerful, they're physical. That's what They'll it is. It's, not, it's a combo. Like Michigan
1: is big and clunky. Right. I mean, they're they're physical, they're bullies. But you you have a guy like Donovan Edwards who is a home run threat every time he, he gets his hands on the ball. You have a guy like Will Johnson on the other side who's an emerging freshman lockdown corner. I mean, so Michigan is not all just bruise and bully. They've got some finesse. They've got some speed too. I just think that that they're the more complete team. The only way that TCU keeps this close or even squeaks out a win. I think Max Duggan's going to have to have the game of his life. And I think he might've had that against Kansas state. I mean, dude, you could see they were picking him up off the field. Like he, he almost looked like a dead body out there. Like he had given it everything he had and it just wasn't enough to get it done. And I think, you know, once he once he gets a couple hits from those, whether it's Yabioki, oh. whether it's Mike Morris, whether it's Mozzie Smith coming up the middle, whether it's, you know, Jalen Harrell coming oh whoever it is, it's gonna be tough sledding. And and if if Michigan can keep him contained because he can run the ball, he's proven that. He's kind of got a little bit of that Sean Clifford in him where he can drop back. And if you don't pay attention to him, he can rip one off for 30 or 40 yards and and you know, change, change the change the field a little bit. So if they can contain him, if they can keep him locked down, TCU is going to struggle mightily.
0: I was gonna—you <laughs> were mentioning where his teammates were picking him up off the ground. He could barely walk. He's struggling to breathe. I was gonna say Bloody he's a, all over. He's a ginger, so it's amplified. But he looked like a raw sausage. And that he was like the—the the tone of his skin was like red speckled. You're um,
1: anti-red hair. Uh, well, rhetoric. rhetoric language rhetoric on here is just yeah. off the charts these last well, couple of shows apologies to any redheads out there
0: what was my last did I have was it him also last time
1: it was him all, I think oh. you said he had no soul
0: <laughs> well that's that's not my thought G- like gingers have no soul is like a widely accepted like you know scientific fact yeah yeah it's not I, that's not my own original thought I'm just I'm just championing what most people already believe bottom it's, line it,
1: is TCU Decent offense, not a great defense, and certainly not built for four quarters yeah. against the Michigan Wolverines. And I and I and here's what's crazy about that. If that's how it goes, I mean, book your tickets to the Natty. The Michigan Wolverines are going to LA to play for a national championship. And oh, by the way, it's a rematch <laughs> either way. They either get to play Georgia again rematch of last year's semifinal, or they get the Buckeyes and the Natty. Yeah, pretty awesome. The way this is playing out is seriously like some of the shit you would, the scenarios you would see on uh, NCAA Football 14 when you were going through yeah. and running your dynasty. Like, this is real life. It's really happening. <laughs> so a couple yeah, things to bring B. up. You shut your th- damn mouth against the Gingers. That's can right, you, Willie B. Can you get
0: canceled for talking about Gingers? I mean, come, no one cares. Yeah, well... And then I was gonna say that, and then here comes Willie B. This is no, this is one of those things, right? Like if you've got them in your family or you've got like blood, like you can talk about them, right? Isn't oh, so how here works? you go. So it's be
1: so so because you're a related, because you have a friend who is one, you can don't, you can say whatever you want. Don't road you really want to take now.
0: That's the road I'm taking when it comes to gingers because there's no movements out there for them, I don't believe. Right? Is there?
1: Is there what? I guarantee I guarantee you there's a ginger movement somewhere. I don't even feel <laughs> comfortable saying ginger. Oh,
0: that's I respect fantastic. all redheads. That's fantastic. I mean, oh, dude, don't don't
1: say that. Who said I mean, that? Let's say give me a specific reason not to. I'm just I'm not no, saying No, not not, not you. I'm like talking what?
0: about I'm talking about one of the comments that just oh. got, I'm not going to repeat it. It's real funny, Sean, but I I just I don't want to be canceled. Like I have, a, I have the outlook that a lot of (laughs) see Jay, same thing. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to read it. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. Um, I have the stance that a lot of comedians have. Like I think shit's funny. I don't get offended very easily. I will respect other people. I'm not trying to cross any lines.
1: Oh shit. We got a mutiny on our hands here. Willie B is recruiting all redheads in the comment section here. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) redheads unite. Redheads unite in the
0: shade. Sorry, I I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I burn easily too. Like we can we can get on we can get on board on that same front right there. Oh my god! Did Uh, not
1: expect to spend this much time on redheads tonight.
0: (laughs) That's probably gonna let me see fifty five (laughs) nineteen drop there fifty five (laughs) nineteen. Did not expect to spend this much time on redheads. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really part of the plan, but, uh, you know, when it comes up, it comes up and you you, you don't you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> leave anybody out. You don't want to make anybody feel unwanted or unwelcome, which I probably already did. Um, But again, I, I have it in my
1: love for the redheads.
0: I have it in my family. I love them. I'm a little scared of them, but I, I love them. You know, I just don't He's just you look at him sometimes and I'm like, no soul doing?
1: thing kind of freak. Yeah, what's out? he? Lifeless behind the eyes.
0: What's he doing over there?
1: He's two and a half.
0: He might kill me in my sleep, dude. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they think about it. It's very different. It's very different. All right. I'm, I'm obviously kidding. Well, mostly kidding. Um, Nick, thank you for the donation. Don't forget that Jesse Minter is having almost a month. Yes. To dial up various looks. Nothing. TCU has seen. Mike Morris should be healthier. I still wonder if he'll be a hundred percent. He just hasn't looked very good, but we'll we'll see. That's a lot of time off from the big 10 championship game to now Ohio state game till now. And obviously he played in both of those. So we'll, we'll see what that looks like. Well, look, there you go. AJ Cooper married
1: a ginger, no soul anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, and he paid for that comment. So, okay. That that's allowed. I I mean, if you're married to one, yeah, I kind of got to take your word for it. I
0: don't think they (laughs) smell like ginger or I'm sorry, garlic. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to refute that one. um, (laughs) They take what more anesthetic to knock out I've also heard that that's actually true like legitimately like they don't respond to modern medicine the same way that he, regular humans do it's wild what dude
1: what are we doing here
0: we're wrapping what up the show in an hour that's what we're doing
1: no burning? Um, no man. burnings
0: well what I was thinking was because we don't have as much time why talk the hell about. did I like,
1: sit down there and try to come up with burnings if we weren't doing burnings we got maybe Wednesday we convince, we got maybe Friday. We it down to three. We don't, ha- I don't think we have Friday anymore. We need, we're canceling. That's the other thing we got to talk about. We're only doing well, Monday, Wednesday till we now. get back. To game yeah, for now.
0: Um, Brett Hagedorn. Thank you, sir. Being able to do this all the way to January, two years in a row has been awesome. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Chris and I talk about it often oh, covering this team versus the alternative and whatever else might be. Yeah, I dude, un- unreal, unreal two year run here for, not only Michigan, obviously, but dude, your boys. We've been just so blessed, so lucky, so fortunate to be covering the team right now and doing this. It's been been—it's been incredible. Um, Will Johnson on Quentin Johnson should be fun to watch. Yeah, see, that's the receiver that I just don't know that much about. Is he
1: number three? He is he's their three. Yeah, leading receiver. Yeah. Uh, let me go back in. I already exited out of the article, but yeah, he is their uh, their top receiver. So yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup. So no, no, there you go. Will JJ break the passing no, record? Listen, this... That's part of my burning questions. Ah, all right. We look, we got to get into some of these. We okay. got to get into some of these because he's he's closer now that they're in the playoffs than than maybe we thought he might be.
0: <laughs> Adam Shepherdson, are you a ginger? The beard looks a little gingery in this comments. Hilarious. This is where we're ending the ginger discussion. Ginger allergy list as long as the Dead Sea Scrolls. I love it. Uh, as a fellow allergy sufferer, my son is also, I can also talk about that. So there you go. I'm allowed. I'm grand, i grand, grandfathered in AC Wilhelm. Thank you for the donation. Yeah. Blake, depending on what he decides to do, Donovan Edwards next year could be an incredible backfield for Michigan in 2023. Um, yeah, we'll see that as we go. All right. So we're going to do a couple burning questions, Chris. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll just condense it down a little bit. Maybe we'll go, uh, maybe we'll go three a piece.
0: Let me see. Do I have two that I can trash? Well, okay, here, here, here's one of my questions was just open forum. Let's discuss Max Duggan. We pretty much just did that. I can we take did that. that one
1: out. One right. of my questions, my first question was, was it a bad look for McNamara on that podcast or are people making too much of it? We've covered that. I think, we, I think we've covered that so we can take that out. Uh, um, but the rest of them I feel like are valid. So if you I've don't, got, you know, I've, I've got, I've got what I feel are four... Yeah, four I, valid questions. I've got
0: four pretty good ones too. I could I could scrap one more if you want to get to three. Do we want do we just want to do four and call it good?
1: Uh I can get to three as well. All right, I let's go to three. three. Well.
0: I had it I had a question about NIL. We've definitely beat that drum before. It, it like it, yep. it was it was spurred on by the Cade McNamara podcast, which we kind of talked about a little bit. So okay. All right. I'm down to three, and I think they're three good ones. Are we ready? Let's do it. All right, I'll start us off, Chris. We talked about it just now, the physicality, the approach, Michigan, what they want to do on offense. No Blake Corum, but Donovan Edwards. Khalel Mulling showed that he can tote the rock a little bit. I would expect to see CJ Stokes a little bit more. I don't it's puzzling that we didn't I don't know if he played a snap against Purdue. I think he was on the bench the entire game. I might want to look back at that real quick. But question is, Chris, what would be a successful day on the ground against TCU? I don't know if you've got a yardage mark. Do you have a certain number of touchdowns? Do you have a yards per carry? Like what would look like a great day running the ball in Arizona for Michigan against the Horn Frogs?
1: I mean, I I think you get another, you know, 200 plus yards on the ground, 250. I think you get 150 or so out of, out of Donovan Edwards. To me, he has to break loose. I know he can run between the tackles. I know he can pick up yards that way, but, but those home run uh, threats from Donovan Edwards have been, big difference makers if you look at you know the Purdue game or if you look at what happened in Columbus against Ohio State I think Michigan now now that Donovan Edwards is up and running if he can break free and, and you know crack off a, a 40 and a 50 yard touchdown run I think those are the types of things that really demoralize a defense when you figure out like shit not only are we getting beat up in the trenches but then you got number seven just zooming by we can't catch him once he gets in the open field it's a problem it puts everybody on their heels and so to me that's that's a successful day is if Donovan Edwards is able to break off a couple of those big runs and he, and they're both for six, I just think everything in between is going to be gravy. Yeah. Did that answer the question? It did.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't know if the numbers really, truly matter. I think like, well, Maybe not the total numbers. I do think like those yards per carry. I mean, if Michigan's up in that five, six, seven, even eight yards per carry, I like they're averaging 7.5 I, 7. I yes. yards per
1: carry, leads the that, nation.
0: That's what I'm saying. If they're if they're up in those numbers, I I don't know if like the total really matters or how many times they get in the end zone. I mean, obviously you want them to score touchdowns, but if like Donovan breaks one off and runs down to the seven. And then JJ throws it to sure. a tight end. Like what does it really matter that it wasn't a rushing touchdown, sure. but I, I'm with you. I think like, yeah, a couple big plays lean on the defense, demoralize them, let them know early. Damn. We haven't seen anything like this and we are not stopping this. Like if Michigan can do that within the first quarter, which I think they might be able to, it's gonna be a long day for TCU. And I think that that running game is going to be better and better. In talking to some people who know some people within the program, they actually think that people TCU who people? people who know some people, meaning I don't know them, but I know someone who you does know some whatever people who know some people. I know a few. They they people in the building, they don't think that TCU's got an answer. They don't like they don't think that they're gonna be able to withhold or withstand, sorry, anything that Michigan throws at them on the ground. Like they they really think. You know what we see kind of in the third and fourth quarter might start to show up, like even in the first freaking quarter, like it's just going to work. And TCU is going to like, it's going to really take the wind out of what they're doing, the wind out of their sails, And we'll, you know, we'll see what that ends up looking like, man. I think it could be pretty special. And back to the point I was making, um, CJ Stokes did not play a single snap against uh, Purdue in the big 10 yeah. title game. And Tommy yeah. Dunlap only played one. Kalel Mullings played nine. Donovan Edwards played 46. So like
1: loving Khalil Mullings down there near the goal line. There's no doubt yeah. about it. So we'll see what
0: that could ends you say up. say he like had him. like
1: a St. Bernard on him?
0: That is what I said. That is what I said. I mean, he's all of probably 240 and just, <laughs> dude, he looks like he could put his head through your car door. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I, when I was, I was down on the field, <clears throat> excuse me. I was down on the field for that Ohio state game and he's going, he, I'm not like a small guy, but I looked at. him am like, I, he'd kill me if he ran into me. I would literally cease to breathe. <laughs> I'd stop breathing. He just well, looks think, that. He's just that big and that put together. And his there's a know. lot of guys
1: on that roster. I think we could say that Well, for, that's
0: man. true. And there's ba- there's backs that are bigger than him. Like he's not the biggest back in the country by any means. Nah, but like he's I just got that build. yeah, just seeing him down there and how he was put together and going through. And also standing next to the other backs. I mean, like Donovan Edwards, also not a small guy, but like Mulling's made him look like a small back. And you just, you just wonder, like, dude, how do you, how do you tackle that guy if he's coming full steam at you, like from the three yard line? And it turns out you don't,
1: you don't do it willingly
0: because he scored twice against Purdue. So there you go.
1: All right. Here we go, Brandon. Uh, obviously, we're big fans of JJ McCarthy. He is the only quarterback in the college football playoff who was not in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Mm. And so here's my question to you. Where does J.J. McCarthy rank among the four quarterbacks remaining remaining in the college football playoffs? So you've wow. got Max Duggan, mm-hmm. you've got Stetson Bennett, you've got C.J. Stroud, and you've got J.J. McCarthy. Rank them one to four. <sighs> okay. Am I ranking them on talent
0: or like who I would want running my team?
1: Who you would want running your program. You, you know what? Starting quarterback for your program.
0: I would go for Coleridge. Soft winer. <laughs> needs perfect everything to be good. And when he's good, he's real good. But yes, I, but I think I he, he needs he needs more than the other three. Number three. <sighs> this one's close. I would go Staquevious Bennett.
1: Wow. Okay,
0: but okay. only, only if he has a fresh fade. If he's got whatever <laughs> he's got right now, I don't want too him.
1: Old is he too old for you? Is that what it is? I he's just, just I, at this point. He's I really just old.
0: I really wonder what he would look like on another team that's not Georgia. Sure, it's like yeah. it's like the Matt Liner back in the day on USC. It's like the I, they. Now, granted, like all these teams have pretty damn good players. And like you find a system that really works for your guy and dude, he's thrown some dimes and he runs the ball well, and he's a gamer. But I I do wonder if you take him off of a, you know, a five-star studded roster, if it looks the same, I really like him. I think he's got an NFL future. I like all, I like all four of these guys, honestly, (laughs) in different ways, but uh, you asked me and that's what I would say. Stiquavius.
1: No, what are you going to do here, Brandon?
0: (laughs) Number two, what are you going to do? I would put, J- dude, I would take Max Duggan number one. Are you serious? After all that ginger
1: slander, here you are taking him number one. <laughs> I saw what he did. I is saw what he of, did. Is it because of the lack of soul that he can play better? Because he just, he has no regard for those around him.
0: He'll is kill he everyone does? in his way.
1: <laughs>
0: no, look. I think there's a lot of similarities between him and JJ. He's bigger than JJ. That's one thing. He's a little, I feel like he's like some of the stuff that he did in that game. I don't know if JJ would have been able to do just, I mean, point blank period. He's just, he's not as big. He's not as durable. He's not as rugged. I think JJ has got more arm talent. I think he's got more ability to throw the ball on the move, but in college, depending on the, on the system and depending on what you're asking them to do, I think that's what I would, I would think that's what I would put, man. I'm gonna keep it real to myself, dude. I am.
1: I always do. Eating on the redheaded community, and then look hey. at that. See, like Willie B says, boom, you go ahead and take a redhead at number one.
0: I don't want to eat dinner with him. He can quarterback my team, though.
1: <laughs> I don't want him babysitting my kids for Christ's right. sake.
0: Right. No, <laughs> stay away from my house and my family and pets and you know perishable goods. Stay away. Running a football team? Go ahead. Do your thing.
1: All right, this is going to be the biggest homer list ever. I mean, Stroud, I know what going to say. Stroud, Bennett, uh, Duggan, and then you give me you give me one, Mister JJ McCarthy. Number one, I'll take that kid any day of the week, especially on Saturdays.
0: I would too. I I really I just I really liked what I saw out of Duggan in that game. The sausage skin, the red hair, the <laughs> blood, a lot of red, red skin, red hair, red fluid flowing out of his body. I just like lo- he's a warrior, dude. I don't know. And he's, you know, like I said, he's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, next question. Next, next question. question. All right. Getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here. Getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here. Way ahead. Because Michigan's got one, potentially two massive games ahead of them. But Chris Spryler, Yes. Where do you rank Michigan preseason 2023? Mm. Where are they ranked, dude? Are they number one? Georgia will not have Staquevius.
1: They're going to lose a ton of guys to the to the draft. Ohio State will not have. Cedar Ohio State Stroud, will not have Stroud. Like it matters anyway. It doesn't um, matter. But is Michigan
0: the preseason number one team? In no, the
1: country? it will be an SEC team. I, and yeah. then and then Michigan will be right there at number two. Okay. No matter what happens, even if Michigan goes out and wins the Natty, Michigan will be at number two regardless. Heading into next season.
0: I think you could make a pretty strong case for Michigan to be one. JJ will be back. All the offensive weapons will be back. Looks like they're going to do well in the portal. Uh, they've already done well guys. in the portal. I'm,
1: I'm with CJ. I think it's going to be Bama. Everybody's going to look I, I know. Be like Bama, right? Bama's number one. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> USC might have a little bit to say with Caleb Williams coming back, the Heisman winner. They're going to have talent. They'll probably hit the transfer portal. I think you can make a case for Michigan to be number one, and that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun to discuss. It's going to be fun to see. I think you could lock them in as a top three team. Probably top three, five, I think is, is guaranteed. That's a guarantee. Right. Absolutely. Three, I think is damn near a lock. And I think there's a discussion for number one. And obviously depending on what happens over the next month, it might be a, a, a bigger lock. You know, if the Michigan wins the title, dude, like you're going to have to think about them being number one.
1: Listen, don't confuse what I'm saying. I don't think it should be Bama. Well, I just think it will be Bama. I think that's like the default. I think, even the playoff committee was trying to find every single reason to get Bama in the college football playoff, just because of the <laughs> Bama. Maybe yeah. some of that mystique is wearing off a little bit here, but you know we'll see what happens next season. Uh, yeah. Kind of in line with what you just asked me, we're talking about you know this season, and obviously if Michigan has success and, and you know potentially wins a national championship, I'm curious if Michigan does go out and win a national championship this year will it or should this season be considered the greatest single season in Michigan football history?
0: Yes. I don't think it's close. I don't, I mean the undefeated beaten Ohio state's ass like you did back to back big 10 titles. Um, all the changes, you know, that Jim Harbaugh had to navigate new quarterback, new coordinator on both sides of the ball. Um, I mean, dude, take all the win on the road against Ohio state might be enough by itself. If they continue to win out and win the whole thing. I mean like that, that not only to do it, but to do it like they did. I don't know how you could argue any other season. I really don't.
1: So I, I agree with you, which is why I asked the question, but I'm just going to, again, reiterate how crazy is it (laughs) that we are literally on the doorstep of Yeah, considering where we were, in 2020 and how, how we felt about this program that we are now on the doorstep of witnessing the single greatest season in Michigan football history. I mean, what for anybody who was a fan, you know, especially from that, you know, the 2000 year, you know, all the way to 2020 and had to endure those two decades to be where we're at now. Like fans have earned this, man. This is so cool to be a part of this and to be able to witness this. And I hope it plays out the way we all hope, but yeah, man, I I think you're you're certainly right that if they go out and they win a national championship this year, it's it's far and away the greatest season of Michigan football history. And I think we're all blessed and fortunate to be able to see it.
0: Well, I think the only other season you could even put up there is ninety seven. And 97, so you just right. yeah, you would just go back because any season you didn't win a t- national title's out. So That's there's out. a lot of them. Yeah, it's out.
1: And then you, you get the back in you, know, you had the Heisman, you know, right. They,
0: it was, it was a, you go down you know, the list. You, you know, but they had a loss. They weren't undefeated that year. Or were they undefeated that year?
1: They were undefeated.
0: They were undefeated that year. Yeah. So uh, I'd, I'd still think I'd probably, I'd probably take this one. I mean, the playoff would certainly, uh, you, you know, you settle it a little better. Yeah. And then that's what I'm saying.
1: What about saw, that? 1904. You know, season? Yeah, you
0: get Some of the other title winning seasons. It's like 1902. Listen, this one 19, was good. Yeah. The
1: 1904.
0: 1904 though. Yeah. So no, <laughs> well, there I, I
1: you go. Uh, he, hey, Joe brings up a good point. They were not the outright national champions in 1997. So at this point, there would be no debate, no doubt about it. Michigan is the national champion. Yeah, more. Yeah, I think 100%.
0: More games. So, yeah, yeah, all those things. Like I said, if you made a list, you could have some pretty good things on there from 97. You could have a lot of good things on there from this year. I think you'd have more from this year. I do. That's an interesting. That's a really interesting discussion, though, from Cody. Cody with a couple nice ones tonight. The putting them on the field together, dude. Can you imagine that? The 97 oh. team versus
1: this year's team, yeah. But don't the bigger Man. shoulder pads count for something that'd be <laughs> tough to deal with? Those big old, I mean, it's pretty much like wearing cement up on your shoulders, it's a weapon up there. But this is
0: like that meme, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, <laughs> does a night, does a Heisman winner at cornerback even matter when we don't throw the ball? Oh, he's, yeah. he's playing chess, dude. And we got Will Johnson, we got Will he's, Johnson. He's playing reverse chess. He's he's Jim Harbaugh's constructing a team that would beat the 97 team one on one. That's that's what this has been about. He's not along. playing
1: chess. He's he's working the Rubik's cube over there in the back
0: room. <laughs> no, that that is uh, that was pretty funny to think about what, <laughs> you know, Woodson, he'd play offense. He'd play some, you know, I don't know who would be able to. Yeah, will be deuce on deuce. Will Johnson yeah, so checking Charles Woodson. Love it. Uh, Charles Woodson running deep with, I don't know, Ronnie, not Ronnie Bell running deep with Cornelius Johnson all day just to never be targeted ever. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that would be funny. Uh, obviously different brands of football too. Like the 97 team would see, would see a zone read and just like shit and fall on the ground and not even know what it is. And, You know, but the but what '97 was good at and would want to do like Michigan's pretty good at that right now. Like it's a lot of the same. It's an interesting uh,
1: discussion. Greasy versus JJ matchup. I like I like everything about it. Everything about it. It's too bad we'll never be able to see it.
0: I know. Yeah, that's that's fun to talk about that stuff. Different eras match. You see it in the in the NBA all the time. Like oh, these these players today would never be able to play back then, and I'm like. I don't well, know, that's man. just what
1: we'll do. We'll just let computers. We'll put all the talent yeah. in once the game comes out, and we'll we'll put the two rosters up. And we'll see what the computers decide.
0: There you go. There you go. Well, Chris. Oh, I have one more. I do have one. I more. have one I more as well. You have a. That's that. Your, you have four. I thought we had no, three. This is my third. Oh, okay. I've only asked you two. Jesus Christ!
1: Too Bye. much. Too much redhead slander over wow. there.
0: My final question is, Chris, I I did the look ahead for the ranking. Not that it matters that much, but it will be fun to discuss as next year approaches. We did did this up and down until we were blue in the face for like eight weeks. We don't know what the staff's going to look like. We assume that maybe there will be a departure or two. We also assume there could be some departures via the transfer portal and maybe some other guys coming in from the transfer portal. You never know what the freshmen are going to do class to class, but I want to, it's a, it's a big question, Chris. And I don't know if you have one thing or two or three or five or whatever, when the season gets ready to start in 2023, if you were Jim Harbaugh, if you were the head coach at Michigan, what would you change? What would you do differently in 2023 versus what we're seeing this year? And, and you know how it's played out and everything is there, is
1: there anything? Yeah, I would still spend the non conference schedule working out the kinks in the passing game. More. Okay. Because you know, whether or not you get Blake Horan back or not, I know, you know, we know that's up in the air. You know, you're going to have Donovan Edwards back. And we know for a fact that Donovan Edwards can just show up after missing a handful of weeks and be absolutely the most dominant player on the football field. And so to me, I think you work on that passing game a little bit because even though Michigan is obviously they're 13 and 0 they're in the college football playoff i i think that there was a part of this offense a component of this offense that could have been more complementary to the run game and served them better and it's hard to say that when they're undefeated so yeah i would do a, i would do a little bit differently I would spend more time working on the passing game to get those kinks uh, worked out so that when you get into conference play, you are now perfectly balanced and you're not asking a guy like Andrew Anthony to do something he hasn't been asked to do for the first five, six, seven weeks. These guys are already up to speed. Everybody's got their mojo. You are a complete team. And then any defense you face from there on out, they've got to account for that. They've got it. They know that, hey. Yes, Michigan's hard nose and they'll run it down our throats. But damn it, they can also take the top off a of defense too. It's just going to give a lot, you know, a defense a lot to think about. So I would spend a little more time on that. But again, hard to complain.
0: Hard to complain. I love it. That would be my answer as well. I think, as I said, it's, it's a little hard to answer this right now because we don't know exactly what the staff is going to look like. Like right now, we can't even name the starting O-line. No idea. Right. Like, you know, is dinner going to be back? Like who's playing center? Where do you put this Arizona state transfer? Like, is he a left tackle? Is he a right tackle? So there's, there's some moving parts because we know that Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan offensive staff wants to run the ball, but their line is going to be different next year. You might not have Blake Corum. So like, while I agree with you, Chris, we can look in hindsight and say, all right, we know the running game works. It worked for 13 weeks why didn't they spend some time during those first three games to throw the ball a little bit and iron that out a little bit? Well, will they have that luxury next year? Are they going to want to use those three games to gel the O line a little bit when you've got three or four new guys on it, which is possible. If, if you know the three interior guys all could leave Hayes is already you literally might only be bringing back your right tackle for next year's O line. That's a lot of overhead. Uh, That's a lot of turning over the, the, that group that works a lot on chemistry so it's kind of a hard, it's kind of a trick question i kind of set you up for failure but i don't disagree i would still love to see more throwing when you can and when you can work it out a little bit but you know you're you're probably going to have a lot of things to try to figure out ahead of next season
1: and, and by the way cj it wasn't an hour 20 minutes i brought up andrell about hour 19 so give me a little credit there i held oh, off for as long as i possibly could not giving up on uh, number one, uh, quite. When
0: is the last? Here's my last burning question. When's the last podcast we had where we didn't mention Andrew Anthony, even though he had like five podcasts this year? Hasn't I, happened. I, I, Every I single
1: podcast. <laughs> 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 I mean, but all 100 and, you know, I, I don't know. However many we've done, he's, he's been in there. He's in And there. it will continue to happen. <laughs> all right. Here's my final question. Brandon. All right um do you think like the loss of the 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 burning questions music has taken away some of the effect of this segment because i you know you don't have the flame in the back you don't have jim harbaugh talking about the cockles well whatever we'll talk about that after the show's over
0: all right we we were oh, i thought that was your question i'm like that's pretty good no actually. no 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 no. no.
1: Right. we were certain we were certain that once jj mccarthy took over the starting position that that single-season touchdown record of 25 touchdown passes was as good as gone. Yeah. And now here we are, 13 wins, J.J. sitting at 20 touchdown passes on the season. The record, again, is 25 touchdown passes. He has at least one game left, possibly two if they make it to the national championship. He's thrown three touchdown passes in a single game four times this year most recently against Purdue in the Big 10 championship game. So my question to you is a does JJ McCarthy break the single season touchdown passing record this year? And if not, where does he finish? What number does he finish at? I
0: th- I think he I think he gets to 25. I think he gets right to the mark. That just feels like I think he might toss three against TCU.
1: Listen, do you think if he's got two and they're in the natty, that Jim Harbaugh isn't going to try to get him that third somehow, some way? No. You don't think it? No, I don't.
0: I don't because they probably say, you know what, JJ, you'll throw 40 next year and then not do it. That's probably how it would go. I, no, I think he gets like it, it, the 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 record is twenty five, correct? So he'd have to correct, get twenty six to beat it. He'd have
1: to get to beat it. I think he'd he lands throw, right at
0: twenty five. I do.
1: You know, maybe four against TCU, two against Georgia or Ohio State. <laughs> and by the
0: way, does it in fifteen games, which the record was set in twelve or thirteen. Listen, that shit don't matter. 100 hundred. That shit years, don't matter. Thirty years ago. No, I don't think. Deal. I don't think he breaks it. I don't.
1: Unfortunately, I don't think he breaks it either. Uh, to me, it would be a travesty. I'll, uh, here's here's the um, caveat I'll put in: if they make the national championship and he's sitting at 25, I think they are going to do everything they can to get him that 26. So, if in that instance, I would say yes, he breaks it. Uh, but I guess I'm 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 more leaning towards no. I don't think he does. He either ties or falls just under at 24. Unfortunately, well, I'll, I'll say this be you know you got Donovan Edwards. We know that they're run heavy and and they can lean on Jake Moody a lot if they need to. So there's there's other factors that I think might prevent that.
0: That's a good point. By I'm not even going to try that last name. Shem Newen Nuen- Okay, it's not as bad as I thought. This is a good thought. Uh, Michigan's going to be able to run the ball almost at will against TCU. I think so. Yeah. He might only, what if he throws one or none in this next game? Because they just don't have to. And then
1: I don't think that's you know, happening.
0: I don't know. Well, it's an interesting discussion, but I still, anyway, I think about it, slice it, you know, two, three, three, two, three, and three, What I I think he gets to 25 at the most and that's it. Maybe comes up. A little yeah. I think 25 is the ceiling. That's a good way to put it. So there you go, man. There you go. Is that record
1: as good as gone next year? <laughs> we're
0: doing this already. I said it was as good as gone this year, and he played 14 <laughs> games and couldn't do it. Like, come on! <laughs> I want it to be way gone. Like, throw a bunch of touchdowns. Here, yeah. we're back. We're back to it. We're back to it. <laughs> Just throw give the damn time. ball. <laughs> Just give us some time. We'll get back there. Uh, well. what, what's what's wrong with us, dude?
1: I don't know. We were going to have a short show tonight and then we ended up going a buck 24. So I did insist on burning questions and I'm glad that we did. That was even a short version of, uh, of burning questions. Only three yeah.
0: apiece. It was, uh, it was, uh, did i I've, I've been, I'm not going to lie. I've been refreshing this stuff on Mike Leach. Um, Bill Snyder tweeted out that he passed away, which like, that's, that seems strange, but he, he also feels like it also seems like he would know you know, being, being another, you know, long time, big 12 coach and friend, you know, personal friend. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what hate that ends to, up. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm not going to speculate, but it's like, why would he, why would he tweet that? Yeah. And there's no other like news outlets really reporting it out there. So yes, yeah, that's what I, I had to look. I had to double check. It was verified. Wait, it such you know about the bill, bill
1: Snyder from Kansas state?
0: state. Yeah. He's like 90. Yeah. Oh, he retracted it. Good God, dude. What are you doing? <sighs>
1: That's why, that's why Bill Snyder should not be tweeting. <laughs>
0: we didn't even do a TFG. We didn't. Well, we don't I have... Do, it. I just don't know if it'll work without the
1: music and the button and all that stuff. I mean, I. but listen, you know what didn't happen this entire episode? No well, echo issues. Well, the audio was fine. And so we know what the issue is. We've we've got to find a way. See, CJ Frazier, that was what I was going to say, but I didn't want to say it because I felt like I would be a dickhead. Full disclosure, I didn't know Bill Snyder was still alive. I, I this, you know, he was like old as shit back in the day. <laughs> so we, so you're fine with
0: saying that, but if I say a little bit about some red hair, it's just blasphemy.
1: Well, that's just blasphemous. All that's, right, yes, that's that's blasphemous. You so can we don't speak, have. You can speak ill about the old. We don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Marking that down too. 126 16 You could spe- speak. Speak. Listen. Deal.
1: I do have a TFG in the hopper. We can save it for Wednesday. If Let's you save it till Wednesday. We're yeah, at an hour, an hour and a half, team. bro. Let's go an hour. Th- look at that TFG. The people who made a big deal about. Oh, I was shaking. Hands I. I didn't there. even
0: want to like draw attention to that. I was gonna try to write like a clicky story, and I was like, "This is so whack. I can't even do it." I,
1: I, yeah, I don't even think that was a thing. I don't think it was intentional. I just. It wasn't. He was. Desmond wasn't even looking, and there were- I'm saying. He was, he didn't shake like nine other guys' hands. He, like he what are you doing? He, he would have had to have stopped, got Desmond's attention and then shook his hand. It just, it, it, to me, people just wanted to make it, you know, something out of nothing.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: All right. Well, there you go. We're going to just, uh,
0: kind of end it there, uh, plant the flag at midfield and right off into the sunset. We will be back on Wednesday. 7 yes, o'clock. we will
1: be back on Wednesday. And, and
0: we're, we're
1: coming back with no content, so please bring your questions, bring your topics, yeah. whatever it is you want to talk about. We do zero prep on Wednesday, so we expect you to lead the show. And we'll answer the questions as just best a, as we possibly can without sounding like a couple of dinks.
0: Just a phenomenal teaser and uh, advertisement and commercial for Wednesday. We do zero prep,
1: like zero prep. We so show up. We don't even have drinking, no. We don't preppers. even have
0: pants on on Wednesday. Full full uh, stop.
1: I, I do want to say this thank you to media escapes as always rich the team over there obviously they've been a sponsor all season have done uh just a ton in terms of helping uh helping our business grow and and you know our, our shows and what we tried to do with with rosie um and also the army national guard who's been a huge huge part of what we've done this year as well big contributor um to everything and uh couldn't be more grateful for for you know, their participation and, and their belief in us and who we are and what we do and hope to see those partnerships um continue in the future. But without the soundboard, obviously, we're not yes. able to run uh, some of the audio we want to run. But wanted to thank those guys before we get out of here.
0: Real quick, I'll throw it up just so because we always do the, the, the website mediascapes.com with a K, the phone number, the location, Rich, big shout out over there, everybody that makes everything flow. I mean, they just do. They've just, yeah, everything we've needed from them. I'm sure they've been that way with everyone else they work with. So there you go. Good right. stuff from Rich and his through. team. No doubt. Through. Chris, I, you know, does this deserve uh, you know, I mean, does he deserve any kind of like, you know, couple show ban? I mean, CJ's curious if we prep for anything <laughs> that we do. I, I don't know what to do with that.
1: We prep a little bit. We prep a little bit on like some of the other shows, but you can't prep too much because if you prep too much, then you're overprepared. There is such. What is that? A dick? What are you drawing over there? I don't remember what that was. There's a. What swirling. in the hell? So, like a. A winged creature flying into a black hole. Are you doing quantum physics over there? Trying to figure out the
0: starting is. offensive line. There's there's the, the quarterback <laughs> things to I did say, look, there's JJ. Max Duggan could be interchangeable. I went with the Dugmeister at number one. Uh, let me find another page of note. Oh, this, this one's strong. A lot of good content on here. <laughs> uh,
1: just a giant 21.5. Couldn't like,
0: even tell like you. Like a
1: four-year-old was practicing their numbers. Couldn't even Perfect. tell
0: you what that one. I don't even have a, paper around me. Another solid page here. I'm not even really sure. That's, there you I, go. Yep.
1: So, yeah, I mean, we,
0: you know, just, and look how good the show is.
1: I mean, you can Imagine still if go. We, you can you know, still go a buck 30 with almost no prep. Imagine so, if we had a team. That's know, why pre- you don't want pre- us preparing. Because if we did prepare, this thing would go on for three hours. It would be ridiculous.
0: I do have a Chris once upon a time drew a picture of a Michigan football player with penises for hands. That's a fact. That really happened. Did I? Yeah. That's why I was trying to remember which notebook it was in. It might be this one. We were on the plane somewhere, and I was like, "Dude, let's." Dr-. If you didn't know, Chris and I are both artists. I said, "Dude, let's draw a picture." And I like I handed him a notebook, and I drew I drew one, and he handed it back, and oh, there's mine, <laughs> there's my drawing. So look at look that! Look at you!
1: So it has to be the same notebook. Then.
0: <laughs> no, no, this was the one I had. I gave oh, you a different. One. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay, I see. I see.
0: This was I, you know, Michigan going down to South Beach, getting ready to play in a bowl game. JJ, little stiff arm.
1: No, no love to Cade McNamara whatsoever.
0: Nah, 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 nah. We don't do that around here. We should know that by
1: now. Yeah, your boy's been, your boy been known to, uh, draw a dick
0: <sighs> I'm upset now. I'm upset that I can't. That's another little tribal dude. Do- I mean, we're getting, we're really, all right, dude, it's time to go. I'll yes, try to, is. for, for it's Wednesday's time. show. Please, for the love find- of
1: God, do not bring the dick. <laughs>
0: no. If I, if I find it, it's going up. That's all I'm going to say. So be here on Wednesday. Dick picture drawings galore. Fan led. (laughs) No prep. Maybe some singing. Beer. We love you guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back on Wednesday.
1: Appreciate you.